Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Programs and welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So we had teased that we were going to do the uh, the wrestling roundtable this week, but we couldn't get the schedules together. So we're going to push that back a little bit. And um, actually what I wanted to do is um, we got a, a good bit of feedback about people excited for us to talk about that. So... One thing I want to ask people to do is go ahead and email us before we do that episode. Go ahead and email us w- what you think is better. 80s wrestling, like the, you know, the, back when the WWF days of Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, or do you think the Attitude Era is better? So go ahead and get us those emails, your, uh, your opinions, and we will share them while we're recording the show. And um, so that's going to be fun when we get to do that. Sorry we had to push that back, but um, I think it'll be a little bit better if we do it this way. No, I agree 100%. And what's funny is that I've actually been, because I I subscribe to the WWE Network, and they have every single pay-per-view ever in existence. Really? from, From WWE, WCW, and ECW. So I've actually been, because I, I like to have something on as background noise when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been spending a lot of time at home uh, the last couple of days. I had Wednesday and Thursday off of last week. And then we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. I've had, you know, the weekend and I have tomorrow off as well. And I, I've had pay-per-views from the Attitude Era just kind of on as, you know, as background noise. Because it's it's been so long since I've seen a lot of them. And us talking about doing the wrestling show kind of got me sparked into into doing that. So it's it's been pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. So go ahead and get us those emails of what you think. And um, I, I should go ahead and get that WWE uh, <laughs> uh, subscription because I want to go back and watch some of those old uh, pay-per-view stuff. That'd be cool. It's only $10 a month. That's not bad at all. No, for all the content you get, $10 is more than worth it. And if you like the current stuff, then you get, you know, the new monthly pay-per-views. They air live on the network at no additional cost. So, so can I go back and watch, you, like, WrestleMania 3 on there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, goodness. In its entirety. <laughs> That's fantastic. You, dude, you just sold it for me right there. Everything from WrestleMania 1, it's got all 35 WrestleManias, wow. all Survivor Series, all SummerSlams. And if you like, you know, if you were a WCW fan in the you know early '90s up until they closed, they have every single one of their shows. Um, they've got old episodes of Monday Night Raw, uh, SmackDown, Monday Nitro from WCW. They've got a ton of stuff. Do they have so any of the old uh, superstars of wrestling? I believe there? so. I know they're still in the process of adding a lot of the like old school stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to say they have, I know they have the Saturday Night's Main Events on there. Oh, those are so good. 
Yeah, they. I remember they briefly brought that back in like the mid two thousands, and it it was still cool, but you could tell it didn't have the same it didn't have the same atmosphere as you know like the stuff from the eighties. But the the Saturday Night Main events are great. Yeah, well, because that was what you waited for, like back in the eighties when I was watching wrestling. Like you'd get the regular like superstars of wrestling that you'd watch like Saturday mornings. Um, but you, once a month you would get the Saturday night main event and you'd get to watch like all the big wrestlers, like fight each other. Cause all the other shows like superstars of wrestling would just be kind of unknown wrestlers and some of the lower tier wrestlers, like wrestling unknown wrestlers. And you get maybe one match of kind of a storyline type of thing between, you know, top tier wrestlers, but the the Saturday night main event was what everything built up to every month. And then those would build up to, of course, WrestleMania. And I, I love that setup of how they did that. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna be a really fun show and I, I hope that you know people do submit, you know, what they liked better, maybe why they liked it better. And I, I think, you know, even if you guys want to submit questions to us. Yeah, you know, I'd love to answer those on the show as well. Yeah, do that. Uh, send us the emails, nerdcaveretro at gmail.com, and we'll get to them when we do that show. We're going to do it in the next couple of weeks when we get everybody scheduled together. But um, before we talk any more about wrestling, let's go ahead and get into our main thing for, for this show. Uh, we do love doing the commentary tracks, and uh, I love going back and watching old episodes of like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and things like that. And tonight we're going to do something we have talked about for a long time. <laughs> we're going to do the very first episode of The Legend of Zelda, the animated series. Um, it's actually an episode titled The Ringer. And all of these are on YouTube right now in a playlist. So you can watch the entire Legend of Zelda animated series run on YouTube. And we have the first episode pulled up right now. So, Derek, anything you want to say before we go into it tonight? No, just uh, this is the one commentary track I've been excited to do. <laughs> you know, ever since we did the very first one, I've had my fingers crossed that eventually we'll do the Legend of Zelda because I, I know how much you love this show. Uh, keep in mind, I have not seen this since it originally aired. Back. Oh wow! So yeah, you I, haven't even watched it like today or anything? Nope, not, I'm going in oh. fresh. <laughs> okay. Well, I I did watch it earlier, so no, I wanted uh, to. I knew you were probably going to watch it to get prepared, so I was like, I'm just going to go in cold and see what I think about it. Get my initial reaction on it as we're doing this. So if you like to follow along with us, like I said, it's on YouTube. I am. We are both at the uh, the one second mark right now. Right when you see uh, Mario's face pop up on the screen um, for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So I'm going to count down from three, three, two, one, and then we're going to hit play on go. So Derek, are you ready? I am. Let's do this in three, two, one, go. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Ooh, Mario. I should turn that down. <laughs> Don't want to get busted. As catchy as that song is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, paisanos. <laughs> It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. How racist can we get here? <laughs> uh, God bless Captain Lou Albano. Oh, man. He was a big uh, WWF guy or WWE guy back in the 80s, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people forget that the Zelda cartoon was actually part of the Mario Brothers Super Show lineup because Mario Brothers was a Monday through Thursday show. 
and then Fridays they would play Zelda mm-hmm. as a little bonus thing. So how much so do it, you think? It actually kind of, oh, go ahead. I said, how much do you think these poor guys had to be paid to do this? <laughs> uh, probably not enough. Yeah. I mean, I I like the later incarnations of the Mario cartoons, but there's something about the Mario Brothers Super Show that it just it screams late '80s, and here we are with the fantastic Zelda mm-hmm. intro. I just I don't like that I don't know that persona of Mario they had before Charles Martinet came along. Like he was way too just over the top. Like hey, Paisanos, it's I'm Italian. Uh, you know, like way too like New York stereotype. How many <laughs> how many Italian stereotypes can we fit into one episode? Yeah. And Charles Martinet came along and totally fixed it for everybody. <laughs> So yeah, we're is, about to wrap up the Zelda intro here. Yeah. This is a long intro, too. Yeah. And excuse, of course says, excuse me, me princess. Princess. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Why? Uh, I love every bit of it. Written by Bob Ford. Not, not Bob Backwards. Bob Ford. I hear Bob Ford's a very progressive individual. Yes. The art That's style nice. is nice. Yeah, it does remind me a little bit of the original Zelda game. You know, if you looked at the instruction book, how it had a little bit of artwork with Link and Impa and a couple of other characters. You know, the 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 look of it, even though the characters look different, the art style is very similar. Yeah, it definitely, like, you look at the backgrounds and stuff, it definitely has that 80s cartoon look to it. Oh, I yeah. think all the same people, like, painted all the backgrounds. Do you ever get that feeling? I like to think they did. So basically, Link's woken up and he's frustrated because he has to basically sit in a castle tower every day and guard the Triforce of Wisdom instead mm-hmm. of going out and exploring Hyrule like he did before. And of yeah. course, he stalks Zelda every now and then. Oh, <laughs> well, Zelda is kind of hot. No, she is. It's funny because when she's dressed normal, it looks like she's not wearing pants. <laughs> we'll come back to that okay. later on in the episode. It may not be during this one, but there are some episodes hmm. where it looks like she's not wearing pants. Link and somehow Moblins right have snuck into the tower here to steal the Triforce. I guess what Hyrule Castle Link? didn't have the greatest security. I just saw Link's butt cheek. Yeah, Link's not wearing any pants. <laughs> it's kind of awkward. <laughs> I guess pants were uh, out of style in the late 80s. Uh, you can definitely tell that uh, this was not 24 frames a second. This was probably about 12. Yeah, something like that. It's not very smooth. I mean, it looks good, but it's just, you can tell there's a lot of frames missing in the animation. Yeah. The one thing I will give this cartoon is that like the the villains and everything do look accurate to the game. Yeah, I do like the villains. They They look... Like the Moblins look to me, you know, similar to how they look in the game. The, yeah. the sound effects and all are very accurate. So that that I will give the show, even though Link's personality is not at all like you would expect. No. Ooh, Link's got some moves. Charges up his sword. So is that the Master Sword or no? No, Master Sword wasn't introduced until uh, Link to the Past. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. So it's just his his little guy that can shoot beams. And now he's got uh, one of the Moblins dropped a, a bow. Made of bones. That, that Link's going to save for later. Well, that was pretty cool, the way he put the uh, put it in his little pack there, and it instantly like became miniaturized. So like, oh, that's kind of a good way to explain how he carries like 800 pounds worth of crap with him. Yeah. That must be some sort of magic. Of course, now Zelda shows up and asks why everything's a mess after <laughs> slapping Link in the face for mm-hmm. basically being a perv. <laughs> I dig Link's uh, 1980s mullet, too. Oh, of course. If I remember right, I think Link's basically explaining that you know, he he feels, I guess he feels underappreciated because, you know, the Moblins ambushed him, even though I think he told Zelda that 15 showed up when it was only three. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the captions on right now, too. Trying okay. to read along with it. Yeah, I had the captions on when I was watching it earlier, and they weren't entirely accurate, mm-hmm. so I just left them off, but they, I, they, they explain it in a roundabout way. I kind of miss being able to hear it like some because I I don't know if the voiceover is bad or not. (laughs) I'll watch it again later to get it. Yeah. Get a sense of the. Oh, it's it's the same as the as the cartoon. Like they didn't change anything. Okay. Oh, is that Ganon? That is Ganon. Of course, he's chewing out his underlings for failing. Mm hmm. Basically, after all of the the villains get zapped or whatever, they go into this, um, I think it's called the Power Jar. And it's also where Ganon creates new badniks like Stalfos and um, others, like yeah. other Moplins and things like that. I don't know if I really like his character design here. Kind of looks plain, you know? Yeah, plus he should be bigger. Yeah. Like he should be like huge and intimidating. Or maybe he's sort of like Mumra, <laughs> where he's like yeah. one form, one way, and then powers up and becomes like a, a bigger version of himself. I can't remember if he ever did that or not. Remember Mumra? I always liked him. He was a cool villain. All you kids who watch Thundercats out there. (laughs) Are you still there or did did Discord poop out again? All right, well, I'm going to pause for a moment because I think Discord broke again for Derek. All right. All right, so Discord Discord kind of pooped out, so we're going to start here at the 7.58 mark. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, so we're going to count down. We're at the 7.58. We're going to count down. And um, Derek, are you at the point? Yep. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, go. All right, so basically Ganon has learned that there's an amateur magician competition going on at the castle. 
So he's going to pose as a magician so he can steal the Triforce. Ah. Because as every villain learns at some point, if you want something done, you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the few times that Ganon actually tries to steal it himself. And of course, Zelda's the judge of the competition. And a giant tomato explodes on the wizard and Zelda. Wop, wop, wop. <laughs> She's not ha- she is not happy this entire cartoon. She's kind of pretentious <laughs> during this episode, I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of people live in this town. No, there's really not. And of course, Zelda has no idea. Hmm. Where is Link at? Uh, he's hanging out in the tower. So now Ganon's going to send his keys up to the tower mm-hmm. to scope it out. I have no idea what that guy's doing. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw him take his shoe off. Yep, there's Link sit, uh, talking to his fairy. Whose name, I believe, was Sprite in, in this show. So now the keys is reporting to Ganon. And the, what's about to happen, I think, is a nice little callback to the first boss of the first dungeon in The Legend of Zelda. Mm. Ganon uses his power here to transform the simple little lizard. Oh, yeah. You see this nice 80s montage. <laughs> and now it's a dragon. That's a pretty nice looking dragon. Yeah. This nice reminds me a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the 80s. Never watched that. I never really got into Dungeons and Dragons. I watched the cartoon a lot when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in decades, though. I don't know if it holds up or not. I mean, nothing can hold up as well as this. Oh, no, this is this is top notch. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just me, or was his shield pink there for a second? It did look like it, yeah. This is actually a pretty smart strategy here. Oh, not bad, Zelda. Yeah. Huh, and his shield just shrunk into his pocket. I do like the way they did that. That's kind of, yeah. kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's Excuse so angry. Me, princess. <laughs> Everybody's so angry in this cartoon. Defend it, fairy. She's doing a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Don't you have any like fairy blasts or something like that? Hit him in the eyeball. You would think. Use an old wrestler tactic. Rake the eye. <laughs> Oh, and both pieces of Triforce can talk. Oh, I did not know that. 
I forgot about yeah, the, that. Yeah, the Triforce of Power was talking to Ganon during the very beginning, which I think that's the only time that happens in the entire series. I could be wrong, but it's the only time I remember it. But I remember the Triforce of Wisdom talking quite a bit. Hmm. So who's that so old wizard? Does he play an important part in the show, or is he just kind of... He's just there for this this one, I think. Ah, uh, okay. So rather than Link and Zelda immediately chase after Ganon, you'll see what they're going to do instead. Okay. This is not very safe. <laughs> Couldn't they have just run after him? Exactly. <laughs> of that course. That would have broken a few things. Yeah. Like an entire body. <laughs> Wipe out. See, if I were Ganon, this would be where I would turn into a like an even bigger, you know, version of himself. Mm -hmm. What is that thing? Ah, skeleton army. What is, what is he doing? The whole belt thing comes into play later. Okay. I don't see how that helps. Ganon's demonstration of fighting is actually pretty funny. <laughs> He's like, why don't you go do it? And that's how the belt she, thing comes into play. I thought she shot his hand off. I was like, damn, that's pretty violent. <laughs> hmm. Link's about to do his best Babe Ruth impression. Yeah, I was wondering what happened to it. Doesn't he destroy the Triforce, too, by doing that? <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, of course. There it is. See how it looks like Zelda's not wearing pants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> See, at this point, if I were Zelda, I would do it just to shut him up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and denied. <laughs> you cock-blocking little fairy! <laughs> <laughs> I think someone got a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Ganon inside his own thing? 
Mm-hmm. What was that called again? I think it's called the power jar. The power jar. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Swing your arms from <laughs> side from to side. From side to side. <laughs> Do the Mario. Do the Mario. Well, at least we so didn't yeah, get any was... uh, pasta references this episode. No, just some stalking and borderline sexual harassment. <laughs> All right. Well, that was episode one of Legend of Zelda. Um, Honestly, I mean, it's... It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, honestly. No. I mean, if you take away the completely inaccurate portrayals of the characters, like the look and everything, and some of the things I feel are pretty accurate as far as the game goes. So I, I think now that I've watched a full episode of that compared to you know Mario Brothers Super Show yeah. and Captain N, I feel like Zelda holds up just a little bit better. I do too. I think it's actually the one that holds up the best out of all those so far. Like, I would have thought Captain N would have held up a little better, but man, that show does not hold up at all. I think for the next one, we should watch one of the old Sonic the Hedgehog episodes. Yeah, let's do that next time. Because there's there's the really cheesy cartoon, but then there's also the one that's um, it's called Just Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And that one's actually a really good show. We can do either one. Hmm. I, I think doing the cheesy one would be a little bit more fun. Yeah. Just because it's so <laughs> wacky and over the top. And I know that one's on Netflix. Yeah. The other Sonic cartoon I don't think is. I know that. So, know, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to do some it's research. It's called Adventures find out. of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So we'll do that one next and uh, for, for our next um, commentary episode. Yeah. But um, but right now we're gonna we got a couple of news stories to do before we uh, before we leave you for this week. So let's go ahead and move into that. From the Washington Post, Nintendo's Bowser begins his reign. If you didn't know, uh, Nintendo has a new leader right now. In February, Nintendo announced a longtime president of U.S. division, Reggie Philome. Is that how you say his name? Um, I would think be so. Would be replaced by 53-year-old Doug Bowser, a man who shares surname with the video game company's most notorious villain and Mario's main nemesis. Uh, inside the company, he would have the heavy responsibility of continuing Nintendo's growth in the United States with the two-year-old portable Switch console and games featuring Mario and Link. And he would have to do this when rivals Sony and Microsoft are preparing to debut new consoles while simultaneously embracing streaming subscription services and cloud-based gaming. Uh, let's see. Uh, kind of goes on to him, what he's going to be doing. Uh, see, in last week's Nintendo Direct... Video announcing the company's upcoming plans and game releases. He leaned into the Twitter jokes and social media comparisons made to the Bowser game character during a humorous video snippet. Um, Bowser, the spiky-backed Mario nemesis, horned in on longtime Nintendo game designer uh, Yoshiaki Koizumi's introduction of Doug Bowser. Uh, Koizumi asked, are you related? No, said Doug Bowser with a small smile, but we get that a lot. Um... So what do you think? Um, what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of years with him taking over as Nintendo now? Are you comfortable with uh, Reggie leaving? Well, I mean, Reggie leaving is it, 
it did leave a very big void because he was one that the Nintendo community liked. At least I know I liked him from day one. You know, and, and it touches on Reggie's first appearance, you know, back in 2004 yeah. when he said, my name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names and we're about making games. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he you could just tell his passion for Nintendo in every, you know, direct that he would host and every press conference that he would do. Yeah. And he he kind of drew you in into what Nintendo was doing. Mm hmm. I think with him retiring, you know, I it obviously leaves a huge void. But from what little I've seen of him, you know, I like Doug Bowser so far. I think mm. he came off very well in this year's Nintendo Direct. I like that they had fun with the name because you can't help but yeah. poke fun at it <laughs> and acknowledge it. Because how perfect is that, that the guy now running Nintendo of America his last name is the nemesis yeah. of your most iconic <laughs> character. Um, it was also it, said. It's so in, awesome. It also said in here that before his promotion, Bowser served as Nintendo's senior vice president of sales and marketing, and at EA, uh, and at Procter and Gamble for a combined twenty-three years. Before that, he became president of Nintendo of America during a time when the one hundred twenty-nine-year-old parent company has enjoyed great success with its versatile Nintendo Switch games console a far better sales performer than last generation's disappointment, the Wii U. I'm kind of hoping he fixes their online presence a little bit, or at least kind of puts someone in charge of that. To me, I think that should be their biggest priority other than, I think even higher than whatever console they're going to do next. Yeah, I think you've got to improve your online presence more than anything else, because Microsoft and Sony are so far ahead of them mm -hmm. when it comes to that aspect that that has to be their top priority. Yeah, I, that that as, has to be. Yeah. And as far as, you know, in the future, I, I, I know you've mentioned this before and I agree with you. I think that Nintendo's next big thing they're going to do is really try and tamper into the virtual reality aspect of things. Yep. Mark so I words. think, you know, that that and just continuing to improve things in general i i think nintendo is definitely on the right track i think i think they're still a little behind sony and microsoft as far as a mainstream presence mm -hmm. but i think nintendo is is on the right path yeah don't ever count nintendo out i mean they may have some missteps here and there but man when they hit stuff out of the park they really hit it out of the park so I really do think that VR and a better online presence is kind of their next step. Yeah, and, and I think as far as Doug Bowser himself, I know he he seems much more, I don't want to say reserved, but he's much more calm and quiet than yeah. Reggie was. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Like He doesn't need to try and be Reggie. He needs no. to be himself. Yeah. You know, as long, passion can come through in so many different ways. And as long as, he stays true to his vision and what he thinks that Nintendo should do, then I think people will follow it just like they did with Reggie. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited to see the direction he takes Nintendo in. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, Nintendo is going to be around for a long, long time. So I'm, you know, Nintendo is always the one that I keep my eye out on the most. You know, I, I do like, 
you know, I've enjoyed the Xbox 360, the original Xbox. I never bought an Xbox One. I love the Playstations, but it always seems like Nintendo just has that little extra something, you know, a little extra sauce <laughs> that, that they have. Yeah, I would agree with that. Our next story comes to us from comicbook.com. 2021 will be a big year for Sonic the Hedgehog. The new Sonic movie may be releasing next year in 2020, but according to Sega, 2021 is the next big year for the speedy blue hedgehog. And perhaps this should come as no surprise, given that it will be the 30-year anniversary of Sonic. The news comes away of Sega's uh, Sonic team boss, Takashi Izuka, who teased the big year when speaking to Game Informer. As you will know, in past anniversary years, Sega has released big Sonic titles such as Sonic Generations. When asked if this may happen again in 2021, he simply chuckled and then let out a teasing maybe. Hmm. As you know, earlier this year, Sega confirmed the next mainline Sonic game is already in development. At this moment, further details on the mystery game haven't been divulged, but paired with this new tease, it looks like the title will release sometime in 2021, which I think makes sense. You know, it's Hmm. we're halfway through 2019. Save it for the 30 year anniversary. Yeah, whatever you're going to do. What I would love to see, I don't know if you know anything about Sonic Generations, but it's a game that came out in 2011 for the 20-year anniversary. And it was basically a combination of, you could play as classic Sonic and as modern Sonic. And you could go through and play you know, old-school versions of you know, like Green Hill Zone and a lot of the Genesis-era games. Hmm. With updated graphics, of course. But then you play through them as modern Sonic, where everything is in 3D. And it was actually a really nice mashup of the styles. So I would love if they did a Sonic Generation sequel for the 30-year anniversary. And that was a game that I wish that they had done DLC for. And they had teased it, but it never happened. So I'm thinking if they do something like that, along with another you know, 16-bit release similar to Sonic Mania... Yeah, well, I think I, if you release both those games in 2021, yeah, I think that would be a really, really nice way to celebrate Sonic. Yeah, and now's the perfect time to actually come out with with more stuff like that with the, uh, with nostalgia running high, which doesn't have you know show any signs of slowing down, especially stuff that start that came out in the 90s. I, I think you know now is the perfect time to to be planning that type of stuff. Because I'm telling you, like the the N64, PlayStation One, that that stuff, um, the, the uh, um, Nintendo, um, GameCube, that stuff is going to be the next thing to like really start to hit the nostalgia button with people. For the kids that kind of grew up in the '90s, like that's the you know they're going to be looking at that stuff like the way we we think about like Super Nintendo and Nintendo. So. I really think this is yeah. a good time for this stuff to start coming out. No, I and I completely agree with that. I just think if you do... I could see them doing a, an original 3D Sonic game. And that's great and all, but I would rather them do something like they did with Generations as yeah. kind of a celebration of the legacy of Sonic. Yeah. And if you want to do an original 2D game... I think that would be the way to go because, you know, Sonic Mania was a mix of the classic zones plus new ones. If you wanted to do one that's entirely new, you know, I'd be okay with that. Or if you want to do it just like Sonic Mania. Yeah. 
you can do that too. I mean, they, they have options, but yeah. I definitely think they should do some type of a legacy game. I'm definitely interested to see what they're going to come out with. Yeah. Uh, but our last story for this evening is from, where is this from? Nintendolife.com. Limited Run partners with Lucasfilm to re-release classic Star Wars games. Uh, Limited Run Games held its second annual E3 2019 video presentation. Right before the end of the showcase, the physical distributor made an incredibly exciting announcement, revealing it would be teaming up with Lucasfilm Games to re-release definitive collector's editions of classic Star Wars titles. Um... No mention of a Switch release just yet, but with any luck, at least some of the games announced for the hybrid system, considering how many Nintendo titles are on the below list. Um, and there are Star Wars games dating back to the NES and Game Boy era. Uh, so we have Star Wars, which came out on the NES and the Game Boy, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, which was on the PS4, Star Wars Dark Forces on PC, um, let's see, Star Wars Episode One Racer, which was uh, the first game I ever got for the N64, which is actually a really good game. Did you ever play Episode One Racer? I did. I very much enjoyed it. Man, that was such a good game. Of course, Empire Strikes Back, uh, the Jedi Knight series, um, let's see, Re- uh, Rebel Assault, Shadows of the Empire, Star Wars TIE Fighter, and X-Wing. Uh, also, some of the other games that are going to be coming are the Monkey Island games that are going to be coming back. So I am stoked about this i'm stoked to play shadows of the empire again i know i really hope they do a um a a graphics update on it though (laughs) oh hopefully yeah it was kind of ugly like if you go back and it it was awesome back then but you look at it now and it's it's a bit ugly yeah and you know all the old pc games like jedi knight tie fighter x-wing games that you know, I never got the chance to play. I'd be stoked to try out as well. Yeah, I played uh, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. I never played the other ones. Um, there was one that actually came out for the original Xbox, and I think that was... Was that the Outcast or Academy? I don't remember. It was one of those Jedi Knight games that was really... It might have been the Jedi Academy that came out for the original Xbox, and that's where I played it. Yeah. But those were these are uh, really good games, and I'm excited for these to uh, to make a comeback. No, same. Like I said, you know, there are games that a lot of these I never got the chance to play. So the fact that now I can is is pretty awesome. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the episode for tonight, Derek. Is uh, I know there's some uh, stuff you wanted to tell them about the Derek Diamond experience before we leave tonight. Yes, yeah, so as you hear this, I will have already announced it, but um, I know it's still a ways away, but I'm going to go ahead and announce the return date for the Derek Diamond experience because uh, this past week I did a um, Principles of Podcasting panel here in town and actually went over really well. You know, the, the entire uh, panel discussion was sold out as far as seats. There were close to 40 people there, I think. Wow. And a lot of people were seem they seemed very engaged and very interested in wanting to start a podcast. And just talking with the other panelists, you know, really got me it really got me motivated to start, you know, planning for my show's return. So I've got I think two interviews already lined up and possibly two more that will be within the next few weeks. But 
the official return date will be on Thursday, September 5th. And as a little prelude to that, starting this Thursday, I'm so for once a week, every Thursday, starting on the 27th, which is this Thursday, I'm going to post the top 10 Derek Diamond Experience episodes from this past season. Awesome. So... Got that to look forward to. Um, the interviews I've got lined up, I'm really excited for. Um, some will actually be locally based, which I hope to do more of um, with you know the show coming back this fall. So, uh, yeah, just doing the doing the panel just really kind of got me, hmm. you know, back in the right mindset for yeah. getting my show started again. Awesome, man! Can't wait. So I know it's still a ways away, but. I I wanted to set an actual start date for myself so that way I can plan everything accordingly around that. And, and probably, you know, in July, like end of July or early August, I'll do like a video update kind of talking about, you know, what I've been up to during the summer and things to expect with the podcast. Awesome. So you hear that, people? Go follow him over there at the... Uh at Derek underscore Diamond and uh, at D Diamond Podcast on Twitter. Yep. So uh, I don't really have anything to uh, to pimp for this week, other than um, I know Servia is still on its uh, festival run, and um, yeah, you know, uh, the Parker Syndrome is going to be coming out really soon. So just kind of mm-hmm. keep an eye on all of our Twitters and and Facebooks and all that good stuff, so you can keep up with all that. And uh, just so I know, there were a couple of people who posted on Facebook that were worried about my condition. I have been staying very well hydrated. (laughs) You hear that kids stay hydrated. Especially this time of year. Exactly. Well, I am ready to call it an evening. So I'm going to go ahead and put our music here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Don't forget us to get those emails about the, which is better 80s wrestling or the attitude era. Let us know what you think. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Go throw us a buck a month and help us get back up to that $50 level so we can do more of these commentary episodes and things of this nature. And if you can't do that, go leave us a review wherever you listen to the show. So Derek, please... Tell them what it's all about. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> Monkey! <laughs>